Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone, on this Saturday morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up, everybody. Today is going to be a fantastic day, my friends. I hope that you're ready to dive into the Word of God this morning, that you have your Bibles ready and your pens ready. Take some notes. We're continuing on the series of Proverbs, and we're moving into chapter 12 this morning. If you've been following along, you have been... Um, getting some great detailed instructions from God's word. And um, he's always giving us specific instructions so we know exactly what to do every day in our lives to fulfill the purpose that he wants us to fulfill. So today we're going to be diving into chapter 12 of Proverbs. And today we're going to start with verse number one. And we're going to do to about verse 11, and then we're going to stop there. So this is exactly what verse 1 says. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked intentions he will condemn. A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous cannot be moved. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked are lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. A man will be commended according to his wisdom, but he who is of a perverse heart will be despised. Better is the one who is slighted but has a servant than he who honors himself but lacks bread. A righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frailty is devoid of understanding. Father, we thank you for this word in Proverbs 11, Proverbs 12. <laughs> 
Oh, my friends, I'm still thinking so much about Proverbs 11 from last week. Proverbs 12. And um, we thank you, Lord, because the scripture is constantly reminding us. Your entire book of Proverbs is constantly reminding us of the choices that we make and how it affects us, how it affects others, and most of all, how we can turn to you, Heavenly Father, to get us on the right track. So God, we just thank you for this word. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, as we are looking at chapter 12, we're constantly being reminded, if you notice in a lot of the chapters, when it first starts, it's a reminder, a repetitious reminder, so it gets embedded in our heads and in our spirits. These same words that we have heard over and over again, letting us know that whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. When you are given a correction by God, you get a revelation, a knowledge, and understanding by God because he wants you to know exactly what it is that you need to do and you're obedient and you go according to what he asks you to do, you're going to have fruit come out of that obedience. However, if you go ahead and you are given great advice from God and you do not do what he says or you don't follow his instructions or you disregard the word of knowledge that God has given you, you are stupid. <laughs> it says it very clear here in the word, my friends. You know why? Because you're not following instructions. You're not um, heeding to God's word. His, um, the path and the destiny that he has in store for you is specific. And when you don't pay attention, when you don't apply what God has actually asked you to do, you're going to end up having some obstacles, some um, situations in your life that you may have been able to avoid it had you followed the instructions that were given to you. And when we think about this, we can think about anything specific in our everyday lives when we're asked to follow specific instructions, right? Right now, during the pandemic, many of us, when we are going to the supermarkets, we're being told, you know, to wait on the line outside. Wait till we have an opportunity to go inside by the security guard that's in front of the building. And then once we're in there, we have instructions specifically um, that tells us that we have to do six feet distancing from people inside the store. And as well, we need to be conscious um, of how close we get to someone. And as we're checking out, there is another door we have to actually exit, right? And those are specific instructions to us because it's to give us an understanding and a knowledge to know that we need to follow those rules so that way we can avoid having contact with other people and avoid 
possibly getting sick, right? So we're smart about that and we follow those instructions and we specifically then leave the store knowing that we have done exactly what we've been asked to do. But there are many times, my friends, and you heard about this a lot in the news, I know you have, where you'll hear that someone, you know, did not want to follow the instructions or they just were um, wanting to do their own thing. So chaoticness, you know, came out of that, you know, and then the person had to be escorted out of the store or maybe even arrested, who knows, right? Because we've heard so many stories of things that have been happening. So God is always reminding us that we need to love instruction. We need to, um, to be mindful to receive it and understand it and, and not, um, put, just put it to the side. Like it doesn't apply to us. So many chapters already have told us those specific words. And then it says here, a good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked intentions, he will condemn. I know for me personally, I have been receiving favor from the Lord these past couple of months. God has really uh, been giving me um, provision. He's been giving me um, opportunities. He's been allowing me to, even despite what might be happening right now uh, in, in, in the film and television industry, he has given me many opportunities to collaborate with other people, to meet people, and to just get things in motion um, so that the when the time comes, when I'll be, we'll be able to go back to kind of like a normalcy, I will be able to already have established relationships and things that I'm going to be working on. So my knowing that God is giving me favor, I am very grateful to the Lord for that. I don't take that for granted. And the favor that I'm getting from my Heavenly Father on a daily basis I don't take it for granted and I don't do malicious things about, with that favor that's being given to me. I don't come up with um, conniving ways just because I'm being blessed in a way that maybe other people might not be getting blessed. I'm very conscious of that. So behind that favor that I receive, I don't make um, intentional decisions to do something that might go against what he is actually favoring me with. Because the last thing I want to do is be told by God, hey, I blessed you and I gave you all of this and I've opened doors for you. I've helped you establish relationships, but then you took it upon yourself to, you know, not treat them well, the people that I've uh, brought into your life or not share the blessings that I've given you. God does not like that. When he blesses us and he gives us favor, he wants us to share it and extend it to others, not to just keep it for ourselves. And then it talks about an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. Ladies, 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 <laughs> those of us who are married, <laughs> this is specifically for us. It is letting us know that 
you know, we are the crown of our husbands. We know, according to God's words and instructions, God is the head, our father, our heavenly father is the head of our marriage and our husbands is supposed to be the head of our homes, of our marriage. He's supposed to guide us and lead us and spend time with us in doing the word and growing together. And one of the things that we always need to be is a good partner to our husbands, is someone who is there to help our husbands. We're supposed to be the helpmate, correct? And when we do that, we are an that's why it says here we're an excellent wife. It didn't say a good wife. It didn't say an okay wife. It didn't say an, uh, it didn't say a so-so wife. <laughs> it says an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, because a wife who is diligent in being obedient to God's instructions of what we're supposed to do in our marriages, how we're supposed to treat our husbands, how we're supposed to pray for our husbands, lift our hubs husband's up, help him be his helpmate, um, make sure that we can, um, you know, we're naturally cooks, right? As women, we will cook for our husbands. We will clean for our husbands. We will, um, you know, wash clothes for our husbands. We will iron his clothes. We will just help our husbands in so many different ways and be there for him as a listening ear when he needs help in an area in his life you know we're there to listen we're there to um you know cry with our husbands laugh with our husbands enjoy every moment with our husbands and we are the crown of our husbands because you know we are always to honor our husbands lift him up you know um we're just to always be his his helping hand his his anchor you know they you know the saying that goes you know behind every you know behind every man there's a good woman well it says here there's an excellent wife <laughs> so if you're one of those excellent wives who have constantly been helping your husband and constantly cheering him on and constantly encouraging him and helping him in his time of need God sees that and honors that. But if she causes shame to her husband, you know, she's not helping in the household. This is very specific here. You know, she's not really um, taking care of home with her husband. She's um, going about her own business, going her, uh, 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 you know, just doing her own, making her own decision and choices and not really consulting with her husband. God doesn't like that. It and also it it makes the man have rottenness in his bones. And that really talks about, you know, that a man would know if his wife is not honoring him. A man would know that, you know, he's being talked about because he's not being honored in his own home by his wife. And if his own wife is not honoring him, him then what does that tell to other people? about the relationship, about what's happening in the home, how the family might be functioning. So God wants to always make sure, wives, that we are diligent in being there for our husbands because um, our husbands 
you know, when we made the covenant with our husbands, it's, it's a covenant for life. No matter what we've been through, my friends, and you know, if some of you know my story and some of you know my testimony, I have been through a lot in my marriage with my husband, but God has been so good and gracious with me and, and my husband and our marriage that we're still standing strong today, no matter what, and pressing forward. So when I think about this um, verse right here, I think about that God calls me an excellent wife. And I want to always try to be that. And then it says, the thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsel of the, of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked are lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. We've spoken before about this when it comes to what is it that is in your heart that will eventually have you thinking a certain way, which will eventually have you speaking a certain way. And when we talk about where your heart is today and what is going on with your heart, out of your heart is gonna come many thought processes. They're either gonna be good or they're gonna be bad. And right here, when it talks about deceitfulness and the line of the tongue, you know, if your heart is not in the right place, if you know that you're struggling in that area and you cannot specifically um, find yourself to say good things, you are going to eventually be saying the wrong things, my friends. And we've spoken about this before. And anything that will come out of your mouth will just be a lie. And that is because a lot of times in our hearts, we have unforgiveness in our hearts. We haven't forgiven ourselves. We haven't forgiven others. We haven't forgiven the situation, things that have happened in the past, things that might currently be happening in the present. We haven't given it over to God. We have allowed our hearts to become tainted. We've allowed our hearts to become hard and we've allowed our hearts to build up a wall where we don't wanna be uh, loving on people anymore and we don't want to be um, giving of ourselves and we start to go through a major struggle internally with ourselves where our thought process if it's a good process it'll bring out good fruit because you'll think good things and do good things and say good things and everything that comes out of your mouth if your heart is in the right place will say the right things it will speak life. But if your heart is not in the right place, my friends, we've spoken about this before, and you have um, some situations that you haven't given over to God, that you haven't been delivered from, you're gonna find yourself that it spoils your thought process. And then your thought process eventually, the only thing that comes out of your mouth is death, death words, negative words. And I speak all the time about God's word and how God tells us, you know, the tongue could give us life or death. So if you're struggling in an area, my friends, right now with your heart of a situation, unforgiveness, whether it's to someone or a situation, you got to give that over to, to God. And you got to ask for forgiveness. You have to give forgiveness. You know why? Because that's going to help you. That's going to lighten the burden that you have internally inside of you. And then it's going to allow you to be able to speak life 
because once you have a burden in your heart, once you have a wound, once you have it settled correctly with your heart and it's not operating and pumping the way it's supposed to be, now you build up walls and unfortunately those walls then build up to your thought process and in your thought process you think you are a failure you think you're doubting you doubt yourself you think you're no good all the negative thoughts start to come into your mind and coming into your mind unfortunately then leads to what comes out of your mouth and then you start to claim things negatively about yourself or others when you start to not say good things, you might start cursing, you might start saying negatively, you know, how you're not gonna make it, you're not gonna succeed in this area, or you're not gonna just be able to come overcome whatever obstacles. Now you're just speaking negative things, but my friend, if your heart is in the right place, you will speak positive things and those positive things will speak life. You'll wake up every day going, you know what, God, thank you so much today for waking me up. Thank you, Lord, because I know it's going to be a great day because you woke me up. You gave me another opportunity. Thank you, Lord, because I know that you have good things in store for me today. See how that's positive thinking? So my friends, get your heart right. The scripture has spoken a lot about our hearts and our thought processes and Proverbs pretty much tells us instructions about what we need to do to make sure we're on the right track with how we're thinking and how we're speaking. And when it says the wicked are overthrown and are no more, but how the house of the righteous will stand. Absolutely, my friends. Listen, I don't know how many times we have been able to see people doing things that go against God's word or you know you are noticing that they're doing things in life that just to you doesn't seem fair to you it seems like you know how are they getting away with that <laughs> with you it seems like hey you know I'm struggling and I'm still in the same place but I'm doing things the right way you know but I'm not getting ahead you know what God says don't look at it that way look at it like this God's perfect timing in your life to bless you always comes on time. It doesn't matter what you see in front of you, around you. It doesn't matter what you see someone else prospering with or not prospering with. What God has for you is for you. And many times if we just stay righteous, standing strong on God's word, having faith enough to and believing that he's going to do a breakthrough in your life, you don't need to worry about anything else. You don't need to worry about how your neighbor now all of a sudden renovated their entire house and it cost them $50,000 to do that. But you're still in your humble little home and haven't been able to do any repairs. It doesn't matter, my friends. It doesn't matter. You don't know how he may have, he or she may have gotten that money to remodel the house. You don't know how they got those materials. And if you do know that they didn't get those materials legally or the right way, don't sit here and say, oh my gosh, look at, look at my neighbor. He's like flourishing with all that stuff. Let me tell you something. You stay grounded in the righteousness in the Lord and the Lord will bless you. And the Lord will always make sure that your house will stand and it will stand upright. And it stands primarily because it is on the foundation of Christ. And that is what matters, my friends. 
So don't worry about anything else that's coming around, going around, because you know what? God sees everything. And those that are righteous, he will bless. And those that are not being righteous and doing their own thing and going against God's word, God will take care of those people too. They'll be having a conversation. The same one who will be having a conversation with you because you're righteous, he's going to be having a conversation with those people because they're wicked. God will speak to everyone and everyone will be judged. So you stay upright, my friend, and righteous in the Lord and stand strong. It says here, a man will be commended according to his wisdom, but he who is of a perverse heart will be despised. We have been speaking tremendously in Proverbs about receiving wisdom. We get wisdom from God. We're rich. We get wisdom from God. We have knowledge and understanding and revelation in the spirit of how we're supposed to deal with everyday life in the natural. And when we have wisdom that God has given us, we are going to understand exactly what it is that we need to be doing, the right choices to make. We will know how to deal with situations in our lives. We just don't react immediately and make the wrong decisions irrationally. We are given wisdom so that we understand the situation at hand and we know how to address it. We know how to deal with it. We know how to deal with the people. If we're having an issue with a specific circumstance, we know how to deal with whatever may have happened in our lives. And we deal with it rationally according to how God wants us to deal with it. We don't take matters into our own hands without thinking. God gives us wisdom so that we would think things out correctly and we would follow his instructions specifically with the wisdom that he has given us to know how to handle every situation. So my friends, if your heart is right, if you are thinking straight, if you're speaking positive and you are receiving the wisdom that God gives you, your heart will not be perversed. It will not your heart will be a pumping, healthy heart that resonates in the spirit with God and in everyday life. And you can love freely on people. You can give of yourself because God has given you the wisdom to be able to do so. And then it speaks here. It says, better is the one who is slighted but has a servant than he who honors himself but lacks bread. Let me tell you something, when it comes to you, knowing that you have the position you have in your life, knowing that you have a specific status, knowing that you have uh, things that you control or things that you oversee um, and you have helpers and you have friends and you have colleagues and you have great neighbors and you have um, everything that you need that's given to you. And it spoke, and it's, when it speaks about a servant here, it speaks about someone that's underneath you but helps you. It's, it's someone who serves you, someone who's there to help you, right? Um, it is better for you to be 
in a moment of, hey, you know what? I may not have everything I need in my life that I've always wanted, but I have the things that God has always allowed me to have and has given me. He has always met my needs. He has always been on time. He has always allowed provision to come into my life for me to be stable. And that is more important. You know why? Because God will always have provision coming your way. So that way you have bread on your table. You have a meal on your table. You have a roof over your head. You have all the necessities of the things that you need in your life to help you function every day. So my friends, that person who just honors himself that's someone going around being conceited. That's someone going around with a chip on their shoulder. That's someone going around saying, oh, I got it like that. But the man who has wisdom humbles himself and gives us himself with a thought, good thought process, good heart, good speaking. God will bless you and honor you. And then it says, a righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. You know it as well as I do. I've had animals. I've had pets. We still have a pet, my husband and I now too. I've had pets for many years now. And we love our animals because our animals are just like children to us. They're part of the family. We feed them. We bathe them. We take them to the vet. We make sure that they're healthy. They get their shots. We take them for the walk. We brush their hair. We groom them, right? We brush their teeth. You know, we make sure that everything is functioning well, that they can walk well. We love our animals so much, just like we're to love human beings. And that's why it says a righteous man regards the life of his animal because he wants to make sure that the animal is healthy and will have a long life. But those who are wicked and cruel don't even regard their animals. They treat them cruelly and with disrespect. And we have heard numerous, you know, um, stories about things that have happened to animals by humans. And then it says here, he who tills the land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frailty is devoid of understanding. If you have been tilling the land, if you have been um, putting the seed in, watering it, nurturing it, making sure it got sun, making sure that it gets everything it, ne it needs, you will be satisfied with bread. Why? Because when a farmer is farming, plants a seed, and it rains and gives it and takes out the weeds and maintains it. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.